Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. One who regards the Word of God as precious, not realizing her precious state, committed to a work that some would not dare attempt to endure, lead, or pastor, weakly pronouncing peace over congregants that cling to her every word, in the city of praise, a place of strength, she steadfastly performed the work of ministry. Loving her family, immediate, extended, adopted, and grafted, she cared for us all, even those who after some time saw to her seeming demise the lies can never erase the legacy and the grace that still reigns in the hearts of many across the world. Somebody rob back and shout hallelujah to a preaching woman whose message was a blend of fire meets intelligent delivery. Explosive transformation manifested every week through undeniable exegesis of revelation knowledge with culturally diverse terminology like emoji, intimidating, and life-changing principles like joy is an inward stability, fortified by the Holy Ghost that he's already worked it out. She reflected the life of ministry. A woman of virtue who perpetually raised the banner of the name Lord Jesus. We give due honor for such a one is worthy of all that's due and double for generations to come to ensure the continual legacy of the life and ministry of Apostle Ben Peace. Good evening. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast tonight. I have a lot to say, a little bit of time, so I will make it quick. My name is LaVon Breland, the founder of Urban Glory Campaigns, the host of the Urban Glory radio program. We're getting ready to take this uh, program all the way to a 24-hour network, so be staying tuned for some more information. Tonight, we have a special program where we're giving special homage and uh, tribute to the late Apostle Betty Peoples. Well, why today? Well, today marks her 14th year of Episcopal consecration, and although she is present with the Lord, we have not forgotten the impact that she made on the Church of the Lord as a special messenger to exergete the Word of God, to rightly divide the Word of God so that people could grow from the teachings taught her. And I am a benefit. If you ever heard my ministry, um, over the last 26 years I've been preaching the gospel, but my ministry catapulted and took a transformation under the, the influence and the leadership of Dr. Betty Peoples. And so I will forever be in debt to the contribution and the sacrifice of the anointing that was on her life. I do believe I'm a contributor of the mantle that she distributed to us um, under her ministry, and I do make it a point every year to honor her every October, and we will continue to do until the Lord returns. Uh, it's important that we we teach this new generation that is on the scene the importance of honoring Authority. I think we have a culture now that does not understand how to honor the authorities which God has placed as schoolmasters until the appointed time of the Father. But we do know that there are times where we are to give honor for the investments and the sacrifices that people have contributed in our lives. And I could not see on the precipice of the events that are taking place and just period, the time period um, that has already passed since her transition, um, that there has not been any significant celebration 
on the Episcopal appointments, which uh, were approved by the church at large, being one of the first and few women to ever lead such a large congregation, the largest congregation ever led by a female minister after the transition of her husband. Um, I think it's important that at this point we take time to say thank you. I think it's important that we take time as a church to listen to what she taught. I think it's time for us to really evaluate the integrity and the authenticity of her heart as she continued the work which her and her husband died for as support the righteous in preserving that legacy for perpetual inheritance, not only in her family, but in the body of Christ. There's a lot going on, and without going into the negative aspects around um, the issues that are so current in the particular ministry that we're highlighting tonight, I will say this. I stand behind Bishop Joel Peoples Sr. and Pastor Yolanda Peoples and the City of Praise Church family in their efforts to regain the territory which was taken by a mutiny and a clan of people that took it upon themselves to manipulate uh, proper succession. Um, one of the things that um, I know, having had the privilege of having hands placed on me to be consecrated to Episcopal work, I do know the power of apostolic succession. And without going and belaboring the point, but apostolic succession is when a person is recognized that they have a special message that they carry. Um, it was already acknowledged by her husband that she was called to teach the church. And um, he, uh, he graciously pushed her in the forefront to become a pastor and an overseer and uh, with the support of her sons to carry on the work. And um, even when his body was attacked with sickness, he had strategically placed her as an authority in the church to minister to the church the message that would usher in the kingdom of God advancing um, through an intelligent delivery of the word. She she would say in her own words, I am a spiritual stenographer, uh, writing and pinning what the Holy Spirit had impressed upon her heart to give to the church. And so she very much so was an apostle, having planted successful churches and having many churches uh, developed out of her ministry. She established a movement of apostolic grace and authority on the church in modern times, especially among African-American women, leading such a large congregation in excellence and integrity. But there's another aspect to apostolic authority, and that's apostolic succession. And succession is not really known outside of the Episcopal work very well, but there's two aspects of succession. Succession cannot be voted through legislation. 
it is inherited by grace. And succession is placed on generation to generation to generation. And succession is spoken out of the mouth of the person. Because the word succession means that there's a step, there's a process or strategy of, of, of who is to succeed them in the state of their demise. So you honor, when you honor someone's apostolic authority at its fullest extent, you honor who they have placed to take on their success. And so I again echo that Apostle Betty Poindexter Peoples had in her heart, you can check and reference her teachings on Legacy in 2000, the, um, the same year that she was uh, consecrated to the office of an apostle. And you can also go back to various uh, messages in the 80s and the 60s when she taught the church um, and she proclaimed that the church would always be led by a member of her family. And, um, and also in, even in the time of her transitioning, even prior to her transitioning, she had declared before the people to trust and have uh, Pastor Joel at the time, now Bishop Joel, uh, take on the reins of the church. Um, and he has done an excellent job. Um, he has done an excellent job. So in honoring his mother today for what God had already purposed in her heart before she was even created. And, and the good thing about believers, we don't die. Our physical bodies leave the earth. But our spirit man joins to the Lord. We become one spirit with him. And so she is ever with the Lord. But we take time out as the body of Christ to honor the authority in which she walked in here on planet Earth as an apostle in the Lord's church. And in doing that, we're going to play a clip of her teaching. We're going to also have a poem that expresses her value to my family um, which I, I don't have enough time to really share with you, um, the impact. I can't say I sat under her teaching. I can't say that I was blessed to be imparted uh, spiritual gifts. Um, I've heard her prophesy specifically to me, privately and publicly, and they've come to pass. Um, I can say that I love her family deeply, and I pray for them continually, and I will continue. Um, this is not to get in no one's ear. I, I would have done this whether, uh, because I've already been doing this for the last four years, you can go back on the broadcast, and you can see that every October we honor her since her transition, and we have some plans to continue so that the, the world can hear a modern apostolic voice. Uh, just like we review the scriptures, we should be able to review the teachings that have been given and placed uh, in their hearts and expressed and documented so that we can go back and see what thus saith the Lord today. And that's the beauty of apostolic authority and succession. When we give someone that particular title and they fulfill that role and integrity, it is our responsibility 
uh, not only while they're present, to uh, uh, even if they're gone, to take note as to what they taught and how they taught it. And so I would encourage you to indulge into any product that you find with her name on it. I have most of her books. I have hundreds of her teachings. I have um, hundreds of her CDs. It will take you a lifetime to really to get uh, just a fragment of the ministry which she deposited on the earth. I know there are some television companies, but we're, we're going to do our best to try to get our own virtual network of her teachings as much as we can find and just loop it on the Internet so that people can hear uh, how the woman of God taught because I believe her, her teaching and her style of teaching was revolutionary. There's a book I have in my hand right now called Jubilee, It's Time to Prosper and Repossess. I believe it contains the revelation for the church and specifically the city of praise as to what they can do for the future. So um, I want you to enjoy tonight. I want you to know that the scripture tells us to honor in Galatians 6, 6 that if, if people have ministered to us in spiritual things, they should share in everything that we have. Um, in Romans thirteen seven, it tells us to give us honor where honor is due. And in Ephesians 6, 2, it tells us to honor our fathers and mothers that our days might be longer. It also talks about in Timothy 3, 8, and um, 1 Corinthians 9, 9, which I want to conclude with, that we need to give diligence to to invest into ministers of the gospel who have integrity. I want to say this as well. I have a few more minutes. Um, but we are going to hear from the apostle herself, uh, her timeless teaching, and we are going to have a special tribute given to her tonight. I want to say this um, there's an evil out there in the church world today where there's a false counterfeit kingdom uh, mentality where people are, uh, are gathering properties by conquest, and you do not build God's kingdom by conquest. That was the sin of the Old Testament. They, uh, they were trying to establish a spiritual territory by physical means, and God had to totally... I mean, they they were driven into captivity to get closure on the bloodiness that came through conquest, you know, fighting um, for things they did not deserve because ultimately God did not want us to be a people of any other blood outside of the precious, precious blood of the Lord Jesus. And I want you to be careful of who you associate with, even in church worlds today, because it's important that you know the history behind why you follow people that you follow. Um, you need to make certain that the persons and the ministries that you are connected to are not crafted under the disguise of deception. Because no matter what is built upon it, God will always determine the outcome by the intent. And that, amen. So, 
so there's a vicious attack going on at the Jericho City of Praise. They have even had the audacity to, um, and the unmitigated gall to put a pastor behind the desk of my apostle. And some people might say, well, yeah, it's time to move on. No, it's not. It's time to restore um, the integrity of that platform. See, when there was this apostolic succession already in place and the apostle named her successor, Bishop Joel Peoples, there should not have been any breaking in that rank. Um, and it was demonically divided by a group of people claiming to preserve her legacy. But legacy planning is not under the dictates of a vote or a body of people wanting to seize financial affairs, but by the blood that runs in our veins. Legacy, even in the spirit, is by the blood of the Lamb. And God does things in decency and in order. And God would not have you come against authority to put in another authority. That's demonic in essence. So we've already been praying. We've, we've done a, a special broadcast on taking the city back. We've already done a, a broadcast on that. And we've already done a, a week of prayer. Um, but we know by the Spirit of God that Bishop Joel and the City of Praise family will return to the Jericho City of Praise in prominence and power with provisions and recompense, reconciliation, restoration, because they have a repented heart, they have a heart set on reconciling, and we know that the best is yet to come. I want you to also go on record that it would have never been the will of the apostle and 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 or her husband's will for them to fight her her natural born son as far as the seat of authority as who should be the pastor. That was never the intent. I don't care what uh, is being communicated and perpetrated. She never out of her mouth declared to anybody that she wanted anyone outside of her son to be the pastor that succeeded her. And for that reason alone, if you honor who she really is and the contributions that she had on the church world, you would get it right. I don't care who, many are called, few are chosen. You don't select a pastor. That's a demonic uh, approach to church development and church establishing when there's an apostolic authority and when there's a succession in place, that is not the way. So I want you to be blessed. We have a short clip of her. We have poetry. I've said a lot. I would say more. I have a blog coming out very soon. I'll give information on it to where you can get some details on it. Keep the Jericho, keep the City of Praise family in your prayers. There are cases that are still going on. The cases are not over. Um, the current uh, preacher at Jericho is incorrect, unqualified, because she is not a part of apostolic succession. 
I want you to understand something, too. If those of you who may have caught me on social media may think that I'm emotional about it because I, I, I make some strong statements about foolish decisions and um, people being unqualified. I mean every word that I say when, I, when I'm on there because of the fact of apostolic succession and my understanding on Episcopal authority um, and how the church works, period. Uh, the best thing that they could do for God's glory and for the sake of God's integrity is to give Joel Peoples back his platform and allow God to be glorified in the reconciliation of the great divide that has taken place in the last four years. Also, you must also understand that it is illegal. It is illegal for a group of people of, on that small of a level to excommunicate members from their congregation because of a difference of opinion. And it is also illegal and unconstitutional and unethical and unmoral for them to, to um, change constitutional guidelines without being properly placed in office by the people that were also a part of the selecting body after the demise of the apostle, Betty P. Peoples and Bishop Peoples. Then there's a lot I'm going to say, but you're just going to have to keep listening to the broadcast because I'm out of time. I want you to hear Apostle Betty. Be blessed by her ministry tonight. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And continue to listen. And I told you he made covenant with Abraham. And I told you from Abraham came. And from Isaac came. And then on down through the lineage came King. And on down through the lineage of King David came virgin. And from virgin Mary came. And from Jesus came. Y'all listen, don't you? I see you listen. You, you know you preach this message yourself. Look at this. Look at this. Look at the Holy Ghost in us, working together. Glory to God. So you have an open heaven. Look at somebody say, you have an open heaven. You can walk under open heaven if you only knew who you were. In Malachi, he's the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his way. If you need a healing, don't check out the doctor first. Check out the doctor. Come on, y'all. Let's go real quickly. In the New Testament, in Matthew, he's the what? Glory to God. Sent to redeem mankind. In Mark, he's the what? Glory to God. There's nothing too hard for God. In John, he's what? Glory to God. I'm sorry. Luke, he's what? And in John, who is he? So he came through in by man. Am I right? Mankind, because he came through Virgin Mary. But he's still his father is the Holy Ghost. In Acts, he's the what? Who sent who? You. you preaching, y'all. Listen to you all. In Romans, he's the what? That which wasn't right, he gives you the way by which you can be made right. First Corinthians, he's what? When God's people need edifying exhortation and comfort. First Corinthians says 4, 14, the Holy Spirit will allow these gifts to work in the church as it pleases him. As he wills. Come on, shout hallelujah. Lord, I can...
preach on every one of these for you to know. Glory to God. In 2 Corinthians, I'm just, for you all that got to go, I'm her. But I can only go as fast as the Holy Spirit allows me to go. 2 Corinthians, he's the sanctified. He's the one that sets us aside so that we can live holy. Come on, shout hallelujah. In Galatians, he's the redeemer from the curse of the law. You don't have to walk under the curse, you can walk under the blessings. Come on. Look at somebody say, you don't have to walk under curses. But you can walk exclusively under blessings. Because Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. In Ephesians, he's the Christ of what? In other words, glory to God, God can carry you higher than your mind or any folks who thought about you could ever think that you could be carried. In Philippians, he's the supplier of all our need, not F. Take that F off there. If you don't believe it, check it out. Philippians 4.13, it says, but my God shall supply all my need, N-E-E-D. You know why he said need, not need? Because as the need crops up, God is there to supply. He doesn't wait till you get a whole barrel of needs before he begins to supply. Oh, Lord, I just wish I could go. In Colossians, he's the fullness of the God he had bodily. There was a scripture back there in Colossians which says this, all of the God here is complete in him. In other words, if you want to see the workings of the Father, look at Jesus. If you want to see how God looks on earth, in earth, look at Jesus. And if you want to see how the Holy Spirit leads you, still keep your eyes affixed on Because he is the... What? Oh, okay. It's all about God here that's full in him. That was back there on Colossians. I must have skipped that, but I want you to see. All the fullness of God here is in him. So when you ask Jesus to show you the Father, he said, look at me. When you say, Jesus, show me the work of the Holy Ghost, he said, look at what I did. You remember when John sent to him and said, shall I believe you or shall I look for another? He said, just tell John to, to believe me for the word works I do. Because nobody could do that work except God sent him and ordained him to do it. In first and second Thessalonians, he's our soon. You know, that's my favorite, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we who are alive remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air and so ever and forever be with the Lord. Comfort ye one another. Come on, shout hallelujah. Look at somebody say, he's our soon coming king. Look at somebody say, that's what Christmas is to me. Come on, help me because I got to go. Glory to God. In first and second, Timothy, he's the what? Between whom? There's a difference between mediator and intercessor. They are not synonyms of each other. Mediator has to do with him bringing us. Comes from the infinitive to bring us to God. You got that? Glory to God. Hallelujah. He brought us to God. No man cometh to the Father except he comes through and by the Son. Who is who? Glory to God. But he's our intercessor. He's ever lived to make intercession for us before the throne of God. Look at somebody and say, what a mighty God we serve. In Titus, he's the faithful pastor. He's the shepherd of the flock. We are not the shepherd of the flock. We are the under-shepherds. And anybody who gets in the pulpit and tell you they're the shepherd of the flock, they have missed, gave themselves a position that they don't have. You are the under-shepherd of the flock. Come on, shout hallelujah. That's why the church can't move on, because it becomes your church instead of God's church. 
ain't getting in that. And Philemon, he's the Philemon. Philemon, he is a friend of the what? Glory to God. In Hebrews, he's what? Of the everlasting what? In other words, he can make covenant with you because he's the one who shed his blood for. Yeah. Hallelujah. And James, he's the Lord who does what? And in, 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 in first and second Peter, he's the what? Who will what? Glory to God. In first, second, and third John, he's what? The word of God says God is love, and he that loveth not knoweth not God. So if you're around here trying to uh, bank on your faith confessions and you don't know how to operate in love, you mean and honorary and hateful, then your faith ain't going to work because the Bible says in Galatians 5, 16, faith worketh by. In Jude, he's the Lord coming with. Look at somebody say, that's us. In case they don't understand, say, that's us. Coming. 10,000 to fight that war bomb again. Now stand on your feet. We're going to yell this out together. In the book of Revelation. All right. Wait a minute. In the book of Revelation. Hey, y'all. I don't know what Christmas means to you. Those of you in television land, I don't know what Christmas means to you. But I got an opportunity this morning to tell you what Christmas means to me. And in the book of Revelation, I want you to yell it out. He's our Let's do it together. King of Kings. Somebody say that means we win. Don't be quiet about it. Yell it out. Let Satan hear you. 